And thank you for checking in with Friends Till the End. This is your old pal Paul here, back for another episode. This time I am joined by fellow Legion podcaster Andrew Huff. Uh, the cool thing about Andrew is that he is now one of the new guys on the network, which makes me not the new guy anymore. So that's pretty cool. So I invited him on to torture him and tease him and harass him and make him do all the horrible and shameful things that a veteran like myself should do to a underclassman actually i'm just kidding that's all fucking bullshit and i of course am not a piece of shit that would do something like that so uh andrew had joined legion podcast a little while after who will survive did with his co-host maddie and they have a fantastic podcast known as Friday the 13th they have a cool style of um kind of blending what they call it horror in real life with horror in media where they will pick a topic in in current climate whether it be you know some racism or or feminism or or equal rights or you know whatever they'll talk about that in the current climate and then try to find a movie that pairs up with that as well as uh you know they'll 
get into maybe covering some modern movies and some other just fun things. Uh, when Andrew joined, I uh, I reached out to him right away because I always like to try to uh, bond with the other people in the network, especially when they first join and, and kind of make friends with them. I mean, the whole point of being a part of a network is to make friends with the other people and align yourself with them and work together and support each other, give each other ideas, give each other feedback and constructive criticism, so on and so forth. So that was nice to kind of bond with him in a longer format like this, where until now we had just been talking through text messages and Facebook comments and things like that. Just spend a little bit of time getting to know each other. That's really what the whole goal of this show is about. You come on here, hopefully you enjoy your time with me, we become friends, and you are forced to be my friend until the end of your life, which hopefully is not caused by me, but if you try to not be my friend anymore, it might be. Anyways... I strongly encourage you to check out Andrew's podcast, Friday the 13th. They also just started a sub-series called Friday's Favorite Movies, where they will be talking about some movies that him and Maddie love. Whether they be horror movies or not, does not matter. Just stuff that they were influenced by. And we you know, spend a little time talking about how we got into podcasting, what his show is about, the other things that he's into... And I wanted to kind of talk to him about uh, just what it's like as an openly gay man who interacts with a lot of straight people, such as myself, and what um, kind of works as far as letting people know that you're an ally to their cause or, or to their, their, I don't know, not cause isn't the right way to say it, but an ally to them and that you believe in what they're doing without acting in a, in a strange way of, of showing off that you're uh, that you're so that you're so uh, with the current climate uh, you know waving your rainbow flag even though you're not gay like is, is a, a, a weird position to put yourself in like you want to let people know that you're allies to them and that you are you know a forward-thinking person a liberal person but you don't want to come off as like hey look at me i'm so cool because i have a gay friend or i'm so cool because i have a black friend or you know whatever so it's just kind of an interesting little bit of conversation because i personally have said this on the show before but in my real life i, I don't really know a lot of gay people that i interact with on a regular basis and so when i have these opportunities to ask questions where it doesn't come off as inappropriate conversation like if I'm at a, a party with my girlfriend's friends or something like that and it, it comes off as awkward to ask people these type of questions because you're not in a podcasting or interviewing conversation format so it was fun it was nice to talk about just whatever and get to know each other and uh, we also talked a little bit about some urban legend haunted type places from uh, you know his his little bit of research that he's done into it because it's something that's of interest to him and I personally don't know very much about it but I dug up a little bit and just kind of threw a few things in there myself to contribute which I definitely sound like I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about and probably this whole intro sounds like I don't know what I'm talking about and I'm just making shit up so let's get on with it. Uh, please keep up with us and all of the other fine podcasts such as Friday the 13th on Legion Podcast and on our solo feeds through uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, uh, probably wherever else you get your podcast from. I'm sure you can find us. Uh, please go on to Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review. Uh, we don't, don't have very many there. It would really help us out a lot if you 
just take a few minutes and I mean honestly if you have a podcast and you go on there and say look I, I gave you a rating and a review then I don't know how to do it but I'll figure out how to go on and I'll fucking give you one back how's that sound so give me a rating let me know that you did it and I'll fucking give you one back can't beat that right and uh, also keep up with all of the fine shows on Raw Live and Unedited Podcasting Network. I have a new show coming out very soon from that with myself and the network owner, Rich, that we are going to be doing some movie and TV recommendations, just kind of a monthly show that will show up on this feed, will show up on the Raw Live and Unedited Network feed and on the Legion podcast feed. So it's going to be all over the place called What's Worth Watching. It's going to be fun, quick uh, listen Hopefully we can throw some stuff out there that you maybe were thinking about watching and weren't sure. So, until next time, thanks for listening, and I give you Friends Till the End, Part 10, with Andrew Huff.
All right. Did I lose you? No, I'm here. All right. Sorry. I had to take her. My dog started to pull out all her toys, and I'm like, nope, no squeaks. No squeaks oh, tonight. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, luckily my dog destroys anything that has a squeaker immediately. Oh, nice. And then it's, it's gone after that, so he has very strong chewing power. <laughs> she's just, she's only like a 30-pound dog, so I don't know. Right. She's more, uh, she more like mouths her toys. They're, right, they're like right. her like children, you know what I mean? Like she carries them around everywhere and just kind of mouths them. She's, she's, if you give her a bone, then she goes to town on it. But with the toys, she's pretty gentle with them. That's how, like my dog likes to fuck them up to a point and then... Carry them around? <laughs> yeah, and then once they're like kind of mangled and then he's like, all right, now you're cool. Now, now I've you broken friends. you in. <laughs> yeah, like he has this, this one stuffed animal. We always joke because we don't know if it's a... a puppy a bunny or a uh, or a bear i think it's like three different animals that we always like joke about like we, we call it like puppy bunny or whatever like yeah <laughs> and uh he got it he like chewed off one eye and kind of chewed the ear a little bit and then he's basically just kept it and he like tosses it around and stuff but he won't rip it up and he won't rip the stuffing out if you give That's him anything fine. else with stuffing in it, he rips the stuffing out immediately. He sits down, chews a hole in it, and starts pulling all the stuffing out as soon as you give it to him. <laughs> but this one fucking thing, he's like, nope, this, this one's my dude. I can't, uh, I can't the, fuck up the, the uh, puppy. It's the OG, you know? Yeah, I know. It's so weird. But he has all these like non-stuffed ones that he just rips them up to a certain point, and then he's done with them. Yeah. <laughs> but if you give him like a rubber thing, a rubber squeaky thing, like he'll just, just chew it into shreds, and then... He ends up with little pieces of it in his poop, and that's not good. Oh, nice. <laughs> so he can't have rubber things. <laughs> yeah. That's why we can't have nice things, dog. <laughs> uh, he's also big, too. He's, you know, a big, like, 80-pound greyhound. Yeah, before uh, we before we had our dog now, we had a, uh, a golden retriever, and he was, he was like, 80, 80 to 100 pounds. So I know all about that. <laughs> yeah. And I grew up, I grew up with dogs. Like, I think I've always had a dog my, almost my entire life. And yeah, it's, yeah. It's almost always been like lab type dogs. Like even I think mm-hmm. that my our dog now has lab in her, but she's also got like beagle or something. She's a rescue, so we don't know exactly, but right. you can kind of tell. Yeah, I grew up with dogs and cats, but I definitely gravitated towards the dogs. They yeah. just they seem more uh, more humanly in a way. If you if you get them, if you get the right dog, I feel like. Yeah, no. Uh, the cats we, just do their own thing. We lived out in the country, so. You know, if we, if I, I, I distinctly remember my being at my grandma's farm and she had barn cats, which right. are basically just made to chase out all the mice or catch all the mice so that they don't bother yeah. the, the cows and stuff. Yeah, my uh, grandma had sort of that too. Yeah, and then they had a, like a dog that was like basically their, I, I don't want to say herding dog, but he would help with like the, the uh, chickens and stuff, get, get them back in the pen. And that was nice. always my, my, that was always my job was to clean and to collect the eggs out of the, the chicken pen and it was always the most disgusting thing ever because i don't know <laughs> if you know this but chickens are real gross yeah my girlfriend actually wants to build a coop to have chickens because you're allowed mm-hmm. to have a certain number of them in in the area and you can build like a heated coop for them because mm-hmm. it's cold here too obviously but they you basically get fucking unlimited eggs out of it yeah you, I'm, it, I'm very intrigued by the idea but also not thrilled about the whole cleanup part of it so yeah they're just kind of stinky animals but i think if you only sure, had yeah. if you only had a couple i think it'd be fine my grandma had like god they must have had like 50 because right, they would like right. they would like sell the eggs on the side of the road like it mm-hmm. was one of those it was one of those things like people would just pull up and she'd have a dozen eggs ready for them mm-hmm. <laughs> so. yeah that's awesome 
different time, would, different time. I would, I would hang out with them and, you know, like spend some time with them in the backyard, give them baths and stuff. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be friends with the chickens. I wouldn't <laughs> want to, uh, I wouldn't want to hurt them. Yeah. Just take their eggs. It was mostly for eggs. I think that once the hens stopped producing and then, then they kind of became a uh, fair game for dinner. <laughs> right. Well, and as, as like a meat source, they're not viable unless you have like a fucking ton of them because you have to wait for them to get to a certain size. So Yeah, yeah, totally. It's not viable to have like, oh, I bought three chickens and built a house for them and then I'm just going to kill them and I have, you know, six dinners basically. <laughs> like that's not fucking worth anything. And then you got to buy more chickens. So that's what the grocery store is for. <laughs> exactly. Or the farmer's market. Yeah. Like oh, we have a ton of those here. And, and it's it's so funny because Chicago likes to uh, pride itself on being a uh, Midwest city, I guess, in, right. it's in some points. Um, so we, we try to be like a uh, country sometimes. So we'll have like the farmer's market, but it's literally like the restaurant down the street is like selling their food for like a discounted sure. price or something. It's not, it's not a farmer's market in the traditional sense. We'll ha- usually have, uh, a farm from Wisconsin or a far, far, farm from Michigan come and like sell produce and stuff. But for the most part, it's like the local cheese people that are like super fancy and like it's yeah. it's not the uh, traditional farmer's market if you will and we have so, like some actual farm country around here but obviously it's seasonal so yeah there's, there's some indoor farming too but it's i actually you know, it's, it's mostly a seasonal thing I, here so. i actually grew up um down up in northern michigan uh, we had like Amish country. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I, we grew up like basically a mile or two away from the Amish farmers market where they would sell like all their pies and stuff. So I kind of mm-hmm. got spo- got spoiled by that stuff. Nice. Uh, yeah, farmers markets are awesome. I love going here. You get like you basically got to look for like the dirtiest looking people, and those are the ones that you want to buy your stuff from because yeah. you know they're legit farmers. Yeah, <laughs> the guys that like all have the same fucking colored shirts and stuff, and they're like, mm-hmm. "Oh, we're from whatever f- markets." And it's like, it's like, bitch, you're not a farmer. You're just selling shit that you bought somewhere else. Yeah, buy or from they're the guy like, over there with the dirty fingers. Or they're like the uh, the marketing <laughs> people for that farm, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the bougie farm. Exactly. Uh, so we uh, we had met through our podcast, and I know uh, way back when you. And I first kind of crossed paths. You had heard about me doing one of these types of shows, and you were intrigued about doing it. So it's cool that we kind of finally got to hook up for doing this. Yeah, for sure. It was one of those things where I kind of had to get my uh, podcasting legs before I felt confident enough to have like a uh, a longer conversation without something to like hold on to. You know what I mean? <laughs> to like have a conversation where. Uh, it could go anywhere. Um, so that's kind of why I was waiting until we got a few episodes in. I got a little more comfortable behind the mic. and But I'm uh, happy to uh, hop on with you now. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So what is your podcast? Uh, how did you? How would you classify your show and what's the name of it? Sure. Uh, so we kind of um, put a label on it that it is a horror podcast, but it's not necessarily... Um, horror movies Uh, we like to think of it as um, horror all around so that's like horror in real life and horror in media Uh, we've done things like uh, serial killers we've done things like politics we kind of bounce around depending on on the uh, topic and the movie and try to pair them up Uh, and we've done horror movies so far that's not to say that we won't expand into other media types Uh, we're, we're thinking about it and 
uh, and we are uh, Fragay the 13th, and we do uh, horror in real life, horror in media, all from a gay perspective. So Yeah, I like the, the kind of intersection that you guys do with the topics. It's cool, and, and it is nice because it gives you sort of a way to, to pick from this immense database of movies that we have to choose from. Totally. Which is Sometimes. something I always find uh, a, a challenge for us as well to kind of like, I guess, pick a theme, but then pick stuff that is interesting to do out of those themes, you know? Yeah, no, it's it's interesting and in how our episodes come together because sometimes we have to pick the movies based on what's going on in, in the real world or mm-hmm. and sometimes we have to, uh, you know, find a topic in the real world that goes with the movies. So it's, right, it's right. kind of, you know, back and forth on how we kind of frame our episodes. But so far, I mean, apart from... The very first episode, we've pretty much had a theme for every every episode, and so you know, so far so good. We're on episode seven, um, and we're keeping going. I mean, I think the funny thing is, is that they've gotten longer and longer every episode. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the challenge that we always have. Like when Marco and I do a regular episode, or even when I do these, or anything, it's always just hard to, to stop talking about something and, and move on, or, or wrap it up, or whatever. Yeah, and sometimes it's just like you get on a topic where you're just starting to excel and you don't want to stop because you're like, well, this is great content. And then you look down at your uh, final counter and you're at like two and a half hours and you're like, Jesus Christ, nobody wants to listen to this for two and a half hours. Yeah, well, luckily some people do because that ends up being all of our shows are like over yeah. two hours. I, I do. I, it's I am thankful that I have a job to where, yeah, I need to go to, I need to go to like conference calls and I need to... Um, answer phones and whatnot but for the most part it's pretty independent um just mm-hmm. sitting at it sitting at a desk answering emails which i can do totally while listening so i, yeah, I get a yeah. kick out of those long form ones just because it takes up more of my time for I, sure. I, yeah. it, it's really been weird um music has gone way down in listening mm-hmm. and podcasts have gone way up so <laughs> yeah i'm the same way i i only listen to music when i'm running which we were talking about before the, yeah and and it's like i can't really listen to podcasts when i'm running so much because i, I don't know it's, it's weird because i can't like focus my energy into like kind of a, an up and down sort of energy flow of podcasts where i yeah, want more yeah. of a constant thing yeah i know it's nice to have that uh the beat and yeah. you know something because i i'll tell you some you know some songs i'll find myself when I get to the end of the song, I'm like out of breath because I was accidentally going faster just because yeah, of the song. <laughs> I have the same problem, yeah. What? And I, I do a lot of, uh, like, I'll, I'll get into stuff and I'll start, like, kind of rocking out while I'm running. And people look at me weird, but it's all, yeah. it's all good. <laughs> it is what it is. You've got to yeah, deal with it. For sure. And now, um, you said you guys have done seven and you did a few other bonus episodes and stuff. Um, what is kind of your, your direction for the show right now as you... Are, are working on it i know you know everyone starts it going sort of one way and you intend a certain thing but then other things kind of come out of that so yeah. as you guys are running the show right now how do you do that like it's i know you said you were increasing for more than once a month yeah so um well, our, our main format for the main show is we pretty much have um a horror in real life at the beginning we do about a half an hour talking mm-hmm. about either i think We've ranged all over the place on those, and I think we'll continue to because I don't think people want to be depressed about the uh, political stuff all the time. So we try yeah. to mix it up, give it a little bit of refreshness. And then we usually do like a fun uh, a fun thing in between. 
Uh, and then we transition into usually two to three movies, depending on if there's an... We usually try to do two if there's not a new movie in the theater, but if there is a new movie in the theater, we'll add it on at the end just to um, make sure that we get our opinion out there about it. I think that that's relevant for people, and I think sometimes, you know, especially movies like Hereditary and stuff where people want to know what people think of it. Mm -hmm. uh, so we always try to add that on at the end, and then we usually finish it out with, like, a fun game. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really silly, but it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Sure, and then you're doing some bonus stuff to kind of pad out the month and and not just be have a little bit more of a, a presence than just one time every month, right? Yeah, it, I think that um, in the podcasting world, uh, if you're not pumping out stuff at a pretty regular basis, people kind of either forget about you or um, kind of stock up episodes and then we'll binge them. So we've been doing we've done one celebrity interview. And then um, we have been doing, uh, we just started doing Friday's favorite movies, which we're just yeah. doing like little half an hour shows, but um, mm -hmm. they're not necessarily horror movies. So it's mm -hmm. kind of straying, straying from our format a little bit, but we thought it'd be fun to get people to uh, hear what some of our non-horror favorite movies are. Um, I know sure, that yeah. coming up, we'll be having um, Moonstruck, Clue. I mean, there's some, there's some good ones in there. There's also some uh ones that i'm not looking forward to as much like uh i know that maddie really wants to do gosford park which i think is a big boring movie that i don't really remember <laughs> and uh, like L last of the mohicans which i don't think i've watched since the 90s so sure, right, right. but you know that's that's the spirit of it is just kind of like making the other half uh get used to your your uh taste and kind of like get a little bit more into your personality and on what you like so i think right, it's right. It, it'll, it should be fun i mean we're trying to keep them really light so that we can you know if we want to sit down and one rec one recording stop and do three or four episodes and then kind of pat them out through the next couple months that's something that we can do just keeping them short mm -hmm. now um when when you guys do these bonus episodes you're you said you're doing sort of just anything it's not going to be just horror movies and i know i had heard on your other i think your most recent show or maybe it was on your your show that you did on psycho semantic cast your guest spot but i think you had said about um kind of mixing it up and doing different forms of media too which i think is is a cool idea just because it gets stale i feel like if you're just doing the same thing all the time mm -hmm. and and what a lot of shows will do is they'll kind of change up their format or they'll do it different ways or they have, um, like, for example, Exploding Heads. They basically just only do horror movies, but they'll mix it up and they're like, this show, we're doing this kind of a thing and this one is a different type of thing. And so, yeah, it's important to mix it up. So I like the idea that you're going to do these favorite movie ones where it's not necessarily going to fit in with what... The, the horror spirit is but it also kind of diversifies the voice that you're putting out there for people yeah we want to make sure that people stay entertained and you know we have we, i know that we have listeners out there that you know maybe only listen in for the the first segment maybe only listen in for the movies maybe listen to the whole thing Mm -hmm. And uh, I think we want to diversify and, like I said, do some books. I know that we've had people send us, like, um, you know, like audio stories, like uh, like true crime uh, audio stories and okay. uh, that kind of stuff, too. So I, I think that as we continue to evolve, it that so will the podcast. But right. Uh, right now, our format has kind of settled in. Whether that will get boring in the future, we'll see. <laughs> sure. Yeah, well, that's, you know, nobody's stuck to doing something forever if they don't want to keep right. it that way. You could obviously always mix it up. But I, I also find it interesting 
to talk about stuff that is is different, like doing shows like this or like you guys doing, uh, you know, favorite movies that aren't necessarily horror movies or talking about uh, books or, or games or whatever it ends up being, you know what I mean, is, is just kind of a fun thing where you get to step outside of what your one thing is. Like, that's always been the thing for me is just having a lot of different interests. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm really focused on horror movies. Like that's, you know, 95% of the movies that I watch and the majority of podcasts that I listen to are kind of horror centric and stuff like that. But I also love other things too. It's just, you can't be all about one thing only. I feel like is, is a tough place to be in. Well then, I mean, if you, if you start to go down that route of where you're only one dimensional with what you, what you do, you chart, Mm -hmm. you start to uh, alienate yourself from social situations to where, where you don't fit into that role anymore. So I think yeah, it's important yeah. to keep your interests uh, diversified, but obviously sure. people like what they like. And um, I, I think I'm probably the same way. I think, you know, if you're going to, if we're going to sit down on a Friday or Saturday night and watch a movie, 90% of the time, it's probably going to be a horror movie. <laughs> so, right. But. but yeah, it's, it's cool to have just other hobbies. Like that's always my problem is I, I have too many goddamn hobbies and interests <laughs> and not enough time. Yeah, and, uh, I I wish that I had more time. I, I feel uh, the most recent job that I have, um, I switched uh, positions back in November. And ever since then, I feel like it's been crazy town. Uh, mm-hmm. So I don't get as much time to do as much as I want. But, you know, right. I still have to find time to like go to the gym, do these podcasting stuff, uh, you know, right keep read I, i'm a big reader so luckily i can rely on the train to get me to work so i can read on the train which is nice right but yeah i think it's important and, to make sure that you don't put yourself in a corner because then you kind of develop um gosh what well, you kind of develop this like one-sided brain that you then just don't fit in anymore <laughs> sure uh so you do the show, just a, a two-person show with you and Maddie. And I know you guys said you did the one interview, but you haven't gotten to doing shows with other guests. But you guys, I know at least you have done other guest spots. And I think Matt did at least one or two guest spots with you, right? Yeah, yeah. He was on the uh, Psycho Semantic with us for Pride Month. Right, right. So I think um, that's kind of... It's cool that you guys get to do it in person as the two of you because obviously it... it takes less time to kind of develop the flow when you're not doing it over the phone and doing it all the time yeah it's definitely um it's it's a because when we did the when we did the celebrity interview um maddie uh called in to the skype call and it just didn't feel the same and i think that with us just with our friendship and our personality it's it's just one of those things where we have to be in person otherwise it just it's not the same flow mm-hmm. and it's not the same mentality whereas i can hop on with you or darren or even vanessa or anybody that i've done those with and it's a lot easier to get in that flow because you've never really been in the same room with them so you have nothing yes. to yeah, you have nothing totally to different. like base it on right so but yeah uh so how did you and and matt maddie i don't, I don't know if i should call him matt or maddie does he he goes, by, he goes by Maddie usually, actually. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I always have a tendency to shorten things because yeah. I'm lazy, but <laughs> I'm actually not lazy. That, that was a lie. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> Coming from the guy who runs 20 miles. Uh, no, it was 30 last week. <laughs> It'll be... So God, lazy. 
but by the time I do this weekend, because um, my I, I measure everything in like a one week total, mm-hmm. so my total goes from Sunday morning till Saturday night. So I've barely done anything this week, but then I'll have the 25 miler on Saturday. So my my end of the week total will be like 40, Jeez. 40 plus something like that. So that might be a new record this week for me. Actually, that's exciting. Uh, so how did you guys end up uh, hooking up? Not hooking up, but meeting <laughs> and, and becoming friends. And I assume there was no hooking up. No, no, no. Um, I getting getting an exclusive story here, maybe. right? <laughs> the East Hollywood story, Friday the Thirteenth. <laughs> um, no, so basically, um, I've been with my husband now almost seven years, and um, mm-hmm. Maddie and him went to uh, Indiana University together. And, um, I basically, when I met Michael, I met Maddie and they're, they're pretty much like their bosom buddies are really close. And so that friendship just kind of stemmed out of there. And then we were talking and, you know, we found ourselves always comparing notes on, you know, movies and, you know, we would, we would start to have a few drinks and then get really, uh, heated with some of our discussions and stuff. And I think one day, uh, we just decided like, Hey, you know, can we put a format behind this and can it appease both of us? Because he really wanted to do, um, you know, politics and stuff like that. And I really wanted to do horror movies. And so the, the format just kind of came out of that. And then I've been trying to keep, um, keep him honest with, uh, making sure that we diversify our subjects so that we're not always talking about Donald Trump. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, Um, sure. You don't want to develop a rhetoric sort of. Yeah, exactly. Like, Oh, it's just the fucking guys talking about how they hate Trump again. Big shocker. (laughs) Right. And then, uh, he kind of keeps me honest with the movie choices too, because what I'll tend to do is just pick the movies that I really want to talk about. And sometimes that's not like the best way to go about it. Sometimes that's like (laughs) challenge yourself to do something new but <laughs> what yeah. can i say i'm a creature of habit so well that's that's how um I, i've had to start trying to like have marco send me lists and then i pick off of those because mm-hmm. otherwise i'll just pick all like the last movie that i saw that i loved kind of thing yeah <laughs> so i have to be like oh now pick out um you know like our last one that we just put out at the time that we're recording this just came out today and it was the zombie movie the ghost movie and the creature movie yeah, I, said, I, I, I listened s- to it today. It was a good time. Oh, nice. Thank you. And I, I said, uh, you know, I want to pick that we're going to do Girl with All the Gifts, but send me a list for the other two, and then we'll we'll whittle it down off of those. So. Yeah, because if I'm if I'm um, getting the conversation correct, you're not a big into the uh, ghosty movies. Yeah, and it just depends on kind of the structure of it. Like I'm I'm less into the slow burn kind of you know, creaky old haunted house type of movies mm-hmm. and the stuff that is more, uh, a little bit more aggressive ghost and haunting stuff. Like the, the ones that I had mentioned on the show, like we are still here or like Great that movie. Movie Veronica that we covered stuff like that is a little bit more aggressive, but sometimes it also just depends on the characters too. Like if it is a, a slower, less involved movie, but for some reason I seem to latch on to the characters more. So it's just weird for me. Like it's easier for me to get into something that's a zombie movie or a creature movie or yeah. serial killer or something like that. But oh, totally. I mean, it's it's like one of those things where um, I I tend to like uh, like ghosty movies and slashers, but right. um, it's hard for me to get into like period pieces. Like uh, yeah, I'm that, not a big fan of that either. And then it's been difficult for me to get into like anything like western type. Mm-hmm. You know, like I still haven't even though I. 
yeah, everyone tells I'm, I me to, with that too. everyone tells me to see these movies and you know like Bone Tomahawk and stuff, and I'm just like, um, I'll get to it eventually. But <laughs> well, that's yeah, I've I felt the same way about Bone Tomahawk. I've never watched it because I'm like, okay, so it's it, it takes place in a long time ago in the past, so it's like a period piece, and it's a western, and oh wait, and it's long. Yeah. And it's kind of a slow burn because you're waiting for like one big payoff towards the end of the movie, and I'm like. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna like, watch something that's a little shorter. It's so funny too because it's like it's available for free. Like I could have seen it at this point, or not for free, but on Amazon. And uh, yeah, me too. I've, I just I always almost, put it off. <laughs> I almost press play like two or three times on it, and then I'm like, I'm, uh, it's gonna be too late by the time I'll be tired by the end of it. Yeah, and I, uh, I don't know if you struggle with this, but anytime that I see a movie go over like an hour forty or so, I'm like, Ugh. yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's a big turnoff for me, for sure. I mean, I'll I'll get around to it, but it's like one of those things where I have to be convinced that it's good first before yeah. I put ball plan the time to list or to watch the whole thing. Yeah, like every movie that comes out of Korea or mm-hmm. Japan or like like all of the Asian horror movies, I end mm-hmm. up I end up loving most of what I see, but I'm like, oh my god, it's like a marathon to get through this thing. It's a commitment, and that's yeah. like one one thing that we don't have a lot of time sometimes, and it's just like I want to <laughs> sure, get in sure. and out. <laughs> and I I tend to see a lot of the superhero movies that will be longer, but I feel like they're a lot more constantly moving pieces and, mm-hmm. and a little more engaging because it's meant for you know simpler minds, and so I'm yeah, drawn in a little more easily. So <laughs> meant to be a popcorn movie, summer yeah, fun yeah. movie. So yeah, I go and see a lot of them at the theater, but not all of them, but you know, I'm not super committed to it. But We uh, follow the pretty much the uh, um, the Marvel side of things Okay. Um, pretty, pretty close. I mean, we'll see them all eventually. I think we're behind with Ant-Man right now, but I think we've seen, mm-hmm. I think, oh, we never saw the other Spider-Man, but okay. I kind of. I kind of feel like um, Spider-Man's been done to death, and I—it's I, just like another Spider-Man movie. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you know what? I'll get to it eventually. I'm not super keen on it right now, so I got—I need I, some some time away from the other ones. <laughs> I really liked the new Spider-Man, but I feel like this is probably the funniest one. So I guess it depends on what level of comedy you like in the superhero movies. Some people like when they're super funny, and some people don't like that as much. Like I feel like this is way heavier on the comedy side to where it was almost too much for me but i really liked it like it was one of my favorite spider-man movies i would say yeah well i, I really liked the uh last thor movie and that was okay. on, on like comedic side so yeah yeah made by the crazy kiwi director guy <laughs> um the, the one the one guy that we interviewed was from australia and oh nice was like he was like yeah like i love that thor ragnarok was uh they, they give the crazy kiwi director a chance that was, that was my bad australian <laughs> accent uh, (laughs) he uh, he definitely did a cool thing with that but yeah you would probably like that one then because it's very silly yeah i I think it was one of my favorite ones i love the kid that plays him he's so adorable yeah (laughs) that uh i forget what the hell his name Uh, is oh i'm blanking on it right now Uh, it's i don't i don't remember i mean he's been it for a couple movies now i should be yeah tom is it tom holland is that right yeah 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 yeah. the same name as the horror movie guy yeah but he's a lot younger, right? And it, it's it's just one of those things where I'm like, this is the third reincarnation of sure, Spider-Man yeah. in like the last what 15 years or so. so. Oh, I know. I'm it's the like, same way. Like I'm I'm very selective about them. But uh, I just uh, I have one one final thing. We'll move on from Marvel talk here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> on the Marvel I, Talk podcast. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. I have plenty of friends that have those. So 
Uh, I just rewatched Black Panther. I went to the theater to see it, and then I bought it for home, and then rewatched it. And goddamn, I love that movie. Yeah, it's it, that was a good one. That was mm-hmm. one that we saw um, going into the newest Avengers movie. We knew that we had to go see Black Panther, so we kind of saw it um, right. right before it left theaters. And I was like, man, why were we avoiding this movie? It's super good. <laughs> yeah, well, it's such a departure. I feel like from all the other ones are either in space or they're. Um, you know, in a big city or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And so this was kind of cool where different. Aesthetic. It had such a, a, it had well, it had this crazy blend of like their ancient traditions and rituals with like the most advanced technology ever made. Right. You know, so it was it was so cool that they were fully entrenched in technology and in the kind of history and culture of their original ways of doing things. Yeah. So I found that to be fascinating, especially on the second watch. I was really like kind of dissecting the the ritual stuff out of it a lot more which was pretty cool yeah no i liked it quite a bit that was a that was definitely a highlight in the uh the realm Mm -hmm. of all those movies i think the only i'm trying to think if there's any that i didn't like i think the first captain america is kind of a snoozer yeah (laughs) and i I wasn't a big fan of that either and i think the first thor is kind of a snoozer but Mm -hmm. um other than that uh i'm not a huge iron man fan but i I, i've seen all the movies so yeah i didn't see iron man 3 i didn't see doctor strange but i heard that was kind of a snoozer too it was that one's really different i Mm -hmm. i i I can't say if i liked it or not because that guy the doctor strange he's kind of a dick in that movie like like the whole time and i'm like did he he didn't learn a lesson like he just got powers (laughs) powers <laughs> so but yeah yeah that's a that's a, a fun thing though just to kind of it's it's fun to be an outsider and not be hardcore into it and not yeah like, lose your mind when they get something wrong and whatever. no like, i don't, we're I don't care at all like as long as i enjoy the movie we're definitely passive watchers on that yeah on that front <laughs> absolutely uh so you and maddie met through your husband and you guys get this podcast going what was your inspiration for getting into doing a podcast like i know you had mentioned that you you were listening to devour the podcast was one of your inspirations um did, were you listening for a long time before you started or oh yeah yeah um i've probably been listening to some of those horophilia network shows for a good five six years mm-hmm. um the ones that have stayed anyway i mean i was really uh heavy into skeleton crew uh, okay. devour obviously uh i it's kind of a weird th- I kind of have a podcasting crush on Jamie Sammons so okay. <laughs> so I kind of followed her wherever she went and then um, I mean when I first started listening to those I was like yeah this is something I would never do because I hate the sound right. of my own I, I just hate the sound of my own voice just like everybody does um, yeah I can agree and then not, I not that I, I hate the sound of your voice that I hate <laughs> the sound of my voice. And then I was uh, also super nervous to put opinions out into the internet <laughs> because yeah. the, the internet's can be unforgiving sometimes. Um, Absolutely. But uh, eventually, once I got over all that, and I knew I had because I didn't want to do it, I didn't want to do a solo cast. And um, at once I found somebody that was interested in doing it with me, and. Mm-hmm. We kind of roomed over it for a couple months and, you know, finally just decided to go for it. Um, That's kind of how it all came to be. Yeah. No, that's cool. Uh, What were some of the, you said Skeleton Crew and Devour the Podcast. Did you listen to anything outside of horror that you really got Um, into? There used to be a podcast that that these two gay guys would uh, do that was kind of just about entertainment and 
uh, just like in general about like pop culture and entertainment. Mm-hmm. I, I'm blanking on the name because they went off the air a number of years ago, but um, I listened to them. And then there's been a couple here and there that uh, I've picked up recently that are more along the lines of like true crime or uh, kind of like um, urban legendy or like uh, kind of believer skeptic stuff, you know, stuff about like the Mandela mm-hmm. uh, Mandela effect and like that kind of stuff. I find that's that stuff very interesting. So uh conspiracy theories i think are really fun because I, <laughs> I love a good conspiracy theory uh, even though they're most of the time bullshit it's still fun to listen to and kind of think about so some of yeah. those too but it all kind of comes from like that realm of the same area you know sure yeah that was but, I, I i think the third episode of friends till the end with uh, my friend rich Pereira, mm-hmm. who's the he's the guy that started the raw live unedited network he it does a, a a very occasional show about conspiracy theories with him and his his friend. And uh, when when he came on, he kind of educated me about a couple of ones that he was interested in. But yeah, it's pretty fun. I mean, most yeah, like yeah. I like I said, most of the time it's um, happenstance and kind of people reaching. Like I don't know if you ever mm-hmm. saw that movie, that Room Two Three Seven. I know of it, but I had not watched it. No. That's pretty much a whole movie about people spouting out conspiracy theories about the shining, <laughs> like the making of the shining. Yeah, yeah. And um, there's a couple in there that you're like, whoa, where are you getting this from? Like you are definitely reaching for the stars on that one. <laughs> sure, yeah. But some of them are pretty interesting. Like I, I think that they talk about how Stanley Kubrick was trying to uh, slightly tell us that he uh, faked the moon landing. <laughs> sure. So yeah, it, I know Joe Rogan has talked quite a bit about this, and I, I tend to believe from the stuff that he's gone in depth as far as researching and that he's he's shared through his podcast that it probably was faked. Mm-hmm. But um, it's still kind of a cool thing that they did it just for the reasons that they did it. But yeah, yeah I'm just... pretty sure that it was fake. I think it's fun to like entertain those ideas. Sometimes it just gets your brain working in a different way. Um, Mm -hmm. And it makes you like not take everything at face value, which I think uh, that's what entertainment is there to do is make you think one thing. So to kind of have someone there to make you reexamine something from another angle is, I think it's pretty fun. Sure. Sure. Yeah. That was uh, sort of one of my inspirations too, was listening to Joe Rogan. And I've said before that this is kind of like my, my terrible low budget version of doing like a Joe Rogan type of show. <laughs> um, I also would say Chris Hardwick, but that would have been a, a questionable thing to reference, and now maybe not quite as questionable thing I, to reference. But this we uh, these things move so quick, I can't even. I know. Uh, I can't keep up with them. Like you know, I know. It's, it's like day, this guy's a rapist. Oh no, wait, he's cool. Yeah, no, I know. I'm like, it's like, bro, can someone just tell me what I'm supposed to think at some point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree, but. But yeah, that was kind of one of my things was I loved that idea of just taking other people that, that he knew or maybe he didn't know but knew of or something and then like, oh, let's sit down and just talk about stuff. And I don't, obviously I don't have you come sit here in person with me and we don't do a three hour show talking about it or anything, but right. it's kind of a, a takeaway where I was, I did a couple of guest spots. I started our show and originally our show was going to be like, okay, we're going to do bi-weekly and every other week yeah you learn real quick we'll, that that's not we'll have thing. like this we'll have this like super specific thing and we'll go through we'll do like each genre of movies and we'll do like this and then that and it's like okay well i i'm way too easily distracted to just stick to one type of thing uh-huh <laughs> and then i was you know would do other guest spots and i'm like well man i i like talking to marco and we have great interaction but i want to talk to all these other people that i'm talking to on facebook and also have podcasts but 
I can't just doing like two shows a month. I can't be like, let me have all of my podcast friends on my show. Like it just right. takes too long. I'm like, what if I made something where I just have people come on and just talk about other stuff, you know, kind of along the lines of like that uh, Joe Rogan type of not really interview type of show, but it's fun it's though a, to break it up, an, you know, interview it, conversation thing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I find a lot of fun to uh, right, right. have the little bonus episodes, you know? Yeah. And, uh, you know, just being inspired by him interacting with his peers kind of got me to do something like this. So uh, the last thing that I would say about podcasting would be like in, in sort of this um, in, in a world where, you know, time didn't matter and, and you could just time and money like doesn't really like I could just start whatever podcast I want. So say that you had all the time in the world to just do different podcasts and you want to start something else. What would be something that you would like to podcast about and would you do it with like a, a group of two people or three people or like a solo thing or yeah i mean um i think that if anybody asked me what you know my dream job would be was to be to like be able to go to the movies and then review them right after you know it's a, a siskel hmm. and ebert type thing so okay um but i i know that on our show we do horror movies but i think it would be fun to do you know, just a podcast about uh, movies in general, you know, um, even going back. Right. I, I know a couple people that have, I, I think that there's one podcast out there, I, I don't remember the name, but they're doing the 250 top IMDb movies, like oh, one, nice. one per episode, which I think is a lot of fun. Um, cool. I think just like talking about movies, I think that's kind of where I live, you know? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Well, cause it's, it's easy to talk about movies. I feel like more than a lot of other media because it, it's, it's easier to talk about the story within a movie or the visual aspect of it than it is to talk about, say, like music mm -hmm. or about like artwork or a comic book or an actual book or something like that. And I'm just like, not that. Like it's th I'm not that intellectual, the, so. <laughs> yeah, I I agree. Uh, I struggle with that myself, and uh, I don't even really know how to read very well. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I think that movies lend themselves to the most conversation of most media forms i feel like mm -hmm. so that is kind of a cool uh, thought experiment of like you know would you do different movies or or a certain style or like i do think it's funny that that there's there's a couple out there that just like eat snacks and talk about them which i think is hilarious that there's people want to like uh like review chips and stuff so i think that'd be kind of fun yeah. too. <laughs> oh definitely i would definitely review snacks yeah right I, I'm the only person that could run 30 plus miles a week and still fucking gain weight because oh, I yeah. can't stop eating snacks and shit food. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things in our house where we uh, we just don't buy it anymore because if it's right. there, we'll eat it. You know, like yeah, yeah. Got, do not do not put a, ba a box of Cheez-Its in front of me because it's not going to end well. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I, I know that feeling. I am guilty of doing my own shopping and I'll... I'll pick out too many snacks. And I'm like, well, these are healthier snacks, so it's not so bad, right? And then you eat the whole bag. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what was the, the joke I made the one time about, which even still I feel like isn't that bad, but the the basic bitch like rice cakes <laughs> thing. And I, I put some, there's something on the bag that says, this is the guilt-free snack. And I put something on Facebook like, are rice cakes still the guilt-free snack if you eat like seven of them or something? Right. <laughs> <laughs> because i just did <laughs> yeah i know and then there's like you know it's one thing that if you eat like the plain one but then it's another thing if you eat like mm. the chocolate chip one <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah no you can't uh you got to get the the 
super simple one if you want to really go pick out on them. I'm a big, uh, I, I always tend to go towards the uh, ranch flavored one, you know? <laughs> mm, right, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I like, my happy uh, places. <laughs> I do like those. I like to get the the sweet ones, then you put like peanut butter or something on mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Oh, it, you, you could literally put peanut butter on anything and I'd probably eat it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm I'm uh, just eat peanut butter out of the jar guy. Oh yeah, me too. I can totally I just, do that. I just eat peanut butter and apples. I think the weirdest thing that people have said that I put peanut butter on is, and uh, you you know you or your listeners can judge me for this if you want, but uh, it's delicious if you put um, peanut butter on a burger. I've actually seen that. I I can't say that I've tried it, but I feel like I want to try it. It's delicious. If you just do like a burger with bacon and, and peanut butter on it, it's like salty okay. and gooey. It's pretty. It's pretty delicious. Yeah, we had ones that were um, the the bun was replaced with like a plain donut that they cut in half. Yeah, I've seen those. And so, like, I'm I'm comfortable with sweets with my burger. So that's not uh, that's not too much of a departure for me. So not too far off. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I should try that. I'm gonna get some. Some nice like brioche buns or something. Mm-hmm. Be Can't skimp on those buns. That's right. Yeah, you don't want, like it's fine if you're at a party or something to have the basic ass ones, but I but, think the uh, one that we have the biggest scoff against is the uh, pretzel, the pretzel bun, because they tend to be so overwhelming. Like it, it's like mm, yeah, three yeah. three times as big as the actual burger itself. So yeah. it's like they literally just took a whole sourdough and cut it in half. Yeah, exactly. And, like, and then put like I a think there's a burger in, there. in the middle. Yeah. Of that. yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm a big meat to bread ratio person. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, cool. So the other thing that um, that I wanted to actually talk to you, and we can kind of see where this goes, is uh, th- this was something sort of interesting to me because obviously as, as social media culture is evolving, whether it's for the good or bad, and as I become a little bit more public and meet more people and interact with more people, uh, I, f- I feel like I try to put out the, uh, I, I guess, you know, put out the... the uh, friendly flag as much as i can about everything yeah and at the same time try not to like overdo it to where i'm like hey look at how how you know much of an ally i am to everybody like i'm so for everything all the time guys like, i know it's like it, it's, it's rough it's, in this uh in this culture right now that we're living into right and, well, and you I know feel like there's a lot of people that that do that like i said like where they maybe they're not even as committed to the the ideal as much as you know, waving their their allegiance flag to show off like how cool they are, like kind of social media brownie points type of thing. Right. It is. It is one of those things where you um, you wanna make sure that you're accepting of all, but uh, it gets exhausting. <laughs> sure. And so the the idea that um, I guess not the idea, but like where where do you think is like a good way that people can kind of um, reach that happy medium like I know it's unfortunately I feel like you shouldn't have to be like hey I'm I'm cool I'm not a racist or I'm not you know again I'm not a homophobe or whatever mm-hmm. uh, but I almost feel like in a way you kind of have to nowadays too yeah because you never like I, I feel like both sides of the the fence are, are getting a little bit more bold about everything and so yeah, totally. No, it's, it's, it's a weird. But, but I don't know what what makes you, I guess, feel comfortable as far as like 
or do you have to deal with uh, people trying too hard to show you how cool they are with it or anything? You know, uh, I think that I kind of have two two different perspectives on this, and that's kind of the perspective of when I lived in uh, Michigan and when I lived in Chicago. So right. I think living in Michigan, people tend to be like, "Oh no, I I know I know a gay person. It's cool. Like, I, I'm cool with all of that." Whereas in Chicago, it's uh, just so ingrained into the culture that we are like a melting pot of people that um, it finally got to the day where I wasn't afraid to like walk down the street holding another guy's hand. You know what I mean? Right. Whereas Uh in in Michigan, it was always like second guessing that kind of behavior. And it's just it's different when you go to an urban setting where everyone is on top of everyone and you have to deal with. Um, all kinds of different people in not only your personal life, but also in your professional life that it just starts to become normal. You know, it's, it's, you don't have to make those declarations as much, you know, like when I start a new job, I don't like go into it being like, Ooh, do I have to come out to my, uh, my coworkers? It's just kind of one of those things that it, it comes out in casual conversation and, uh, it's really been pretty awesome to Mm -hmm. be an adult that, uh, you know, because I, I lived in Michigan till I was 20, what, 26, I think. Okay. And um, I've been in Chicago since. And it's just a whole different thing even to go back to visit friends that mm-hmm. everything moves. Everything moves slower for sure. But <laughs> there's a lot more. Uh, how do I put this? Like a lot more like racially driven jokes, a lot more like gay jokes, a lot more like it's just not they don't they don't see it it's it i think i've said this on our show before but like if you are not um if it's not in front of you if you never have to deal with it if you never have to interact with it then Uh it's something so foreign to you that you make fun of it or you you know kind of scoff your nose at it or Mm -hmm. it's when you get to know those people and you can kind of put a real personality to uh that that person is when you really start to get over those uh, preconceived notions of what people are supposed to be, you know? Right. It's, it's funny that you put it that way because I, uh, I just did this other show from the, the raw live unedited network. We are kind of doing these round table shows where there's a bunch of different people on different shows, kind of like in Legion and a bunch of us that are like the show runners were like, Hey, let's just try and set up random, random ass round table thing. Like I go on and go, Hey, you, you, and you want to come on and just talk about some bullshit with me, and then we just put it out on, mm-hmm. you know, the network feed only kind of thing. Just kind of get to know the other people in the network. Yeah, sure. And have us all interact talking instead of just through text and group messages and shit. So we were just doing that, and I had brought up something where, uh, and some people that listen to this might not have brought up, so I, I don't feel too bad about selling the same story twice in a short amount of time. But when I was a kid growing up, uh, you know, here in Western New York and uh, like near Buffalo, near Niagara Falls. But yeah, I'm like in between in super suburbs area where back then there was no cultural diversity. There was no black people. There was no like out gay people or anything. And so it was not in our face at all. Like I didn't even know a black person. And so we would we would, you know, say horrible racist things and tell jokes and yeah, and, and say inappropriate things. And I think, you know, you probably listen to like our pride episode maybe where i said when we were grow up we would like throw around the word fag or like say something oh, yeah. was gay if yeah. it was stupid or whatever and, and it's, it's very much like that where it wasn't in our face and now looking back i feel horrible for the fact that you know i would tell jokes and say the n-word and say you know different things that would be hurtful to people and it wasn't that i was necessarily a racist as much as just i didn't 
have exposure to that. Like it, it wasn't even a thing to me, I guess, you know? Yeah, no, totally. And I think it's one of those things to where, uh, what makes you a good person eventually is being able to do what you were just doing and look back right. on it and be like, Hey, that was wrong. I should have not been saying yeah. that kind of stuff. Um, I, I'm starting to get a little nervous with the way that we are getting so extreme. I, I, I think that the James Gunn thing is kind of the perfect, uh, example is sure, that yeah. if you said something once in your entire life and it got recorded in some way, shape or form, it can come back and basically ruin you for the rest of your life. Even, mm -hmm. even if you've gotten better as a person, because I think that we are all evolving creatures and we're all going to make mistakes. And I think that as long as we uh, don't continue to be that, that kind of person and we, we kind of acknowledge that we uh -huh. came, came from, you know, somewhere else where we didn't know any better. Uh, I think that's when you kind of see the real humanity, not necessarily mm -hmm. damning someone for something they said 20 years ago, you know? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, and that was that was basically how it came up. Was we were talking about stuff like uh, Chris Hardwick and James Gunn and whatever. Mm -hmm. and I said, you know, dude, if I had Twitter back in in you know ninth grade or tenth grade or something, I would be in trouble. <laughs> yeah, I would have said some shit. Right. That people would not be pleased with. And listen, I'm not sure. I'm not defending so, racists, I'm not defending homophobes, I'm not yeah, defending yeah. you know rapists. It's just one of those things where uh it, it, we really have to make sure that we ride a good line of being sensitive and being practical, you know? Yeah. I agree. And and you don't want to be, you know, it goes too far to the opposite where then either like I was saying where everyone goes way out of their way to show how as the kids say woke they are and uh I, th I think the kids still say that. I don't know if to check yeah, with my son. I, I think they do. I, I always, I always cross, I cross reference stuff with my son. And I'm like, people still say this, and he's like, no, no one says that anymore, Dad. Yeah. Well, in this like, day and oh, age God. of like Snapchat, where everything disappears in you know 30 seconds, yeah. <laughs> you can't keep up. Exactly. But, but uh, it, people either go too far to show that, or people go too far to show how offended they are by everything and that yeah. their feelings are hurt about everything. And it's, it's tough because you want to protect people, but you also don't want to go so far overboard where someone can't make a joke or there's no room for someone to grow or there's no room for improvement or anything. Yeah. I mean, I think that we, I, 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 we're in a time of like extremist, you know, and, mm. and I'm talking on both sides. I'm talking about extreme one way and extreme oh, yeah, the yeah. other. Absolutely. And it's, it's getting to a point where I think something's going to break, you know? <laughs> and, sure. Uh, I, I just hope that it's not something too catastrophic. <laughs> I agree. Uh, I think um, that people need to learn to be uh, sensitive and, you know, understand that uh, everyone's going through something. Uh, but also at the same time, those people have to be sympathetic to other people that they don't know what you're going through. So... Let's yeah, all right, uh, right. let's all talk about it and mm -hmm. maybe use our big boy words and, exactly. and try to get a better understanding of the human condition because that's where I think we we lose that and I, I can definitely see that living in an urban setting especially if, uh, a city so big as Chicago uh, the kind of some of the characteristics that people throw around on the street and just mm -hmm. how people don't make eye contact and uh, you know they shove each other around and shove each other under the train and. It's not, you know, nobody says sorry anymore. Like when they right, right. when they run into you or they like deck you with their backpack because they're not looking. It's it's just kind of sure. when they're in this in these kind of city settings where everyone feels beat up. It's like, well, I'm going to I'm claiming my space. I'm claiming that this is mine and you can just deal with it. <laughs> sure, sure. 
but I, I luckily came from a very uh, uh, rural upbringing, and mm-hmm. it, it taught me some bad stuff, you know, because I, I grew up the same way as what you were talking about. I, I just thought that, you know, racially driven jokes were just like the norm, you know, for the long, right. for the longest time. So, uh, but I think that that's it. Also, growing up kind of in that very, um, it was a very respect your elders type mentality. Um, mm-hmm. and that taught me a lot. And then, you know, then kind of coming to the city, you get exposed to all of the culture. And so it's kind of a get, you know, you get the best of both worlds, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Where I don't think that I deserve everything, but I also think that I deserve something and it's whatever I carve out for myself, you know? Right. And the important thing is that people should remember that they don't have to point out that they are okay with gay people necessarily just just act like they're people right right yeah i think that uh <laughs> it's it's real easy to look at like arts and entertainment and everything and get a preconceived notion of how you know gay people are supposed to act but um mm-hmm. i think what we always have to remember is that when we have stereotypes in entertainment it's entertain mm-hmm. it's it's entertain it's called entertainment for a reason and it's going to be the far extremes of what you're probably going to get in the average person. So I think that you just, you know, I mean, take any, any stereotype. I mean, look at Cheech and Chong for God's sakes. Like, you know, uh, you got to take the, uh, a little with a grain of salt and realize that that's not how average people are. And, uh, maybe just get to know people before you judge them. And, uh, and if they're shitty people, then they're shitty people and you can walk away from them and not have to ever talk to them ever again. But at least, give them a chance to prove that they are people that you want to hang around. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I guess that's sort of one, uh, I don't know how marginalized I feel like my group of people that are potheads are, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm part of a group where people might have a certain assumption of a stereotype about people that smoke pot. And so sure. I feel no, I like I, I, I'm not super public. Like I'll say it on the podcast. Cause I know my kids won't listen to more than like five minutes of me talking. <laughs> of their so, dad talking. No, yeah, there's no way they're going to download and listen to like an hour plus of me talking. So I'll talk about it a little bit. But <laughs> on social media, I'm, I'm fairly private other than like in my own little private group that has to do with the podcast as well. Yeah, And totally. I control who gets to see that. So yeah, <laughs> unless somebody really wants to be a fucking dick and screenshot something and then send it to my kids and then you can go fuck yourself. Well, but uh, <laughs> whatever. If somebody wants to James gun me and take a screenshot and then pull it up eight years later. Well, if if they're that (laughs) determined, then they're going to find it because. Well, hey, at that that point in eight years, both of my kids will be adults anyway, so it doesn't even fucking matter. Yeah, I I distinctly remember uh, it was funny the first time that I ever like smoked pot when I was a a younger, a younger person. Um, My my job. I, I, I get randomly drug tested at my job because it's in healthcare, so we can't do that anymore. But uh, sure, yeah, yeah. Um, back in the day when we I first smoked pot, I was like, this smell smells like so familiar to me. Like I can't quite place it. And eventually, it came out that you know my 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 parents were pretty much big potheads when I was a you know a, a young child. So it was like one of those autosensory moments where I was really yeah. get back to childhood. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. But yeah, I. I and try to like not fit too much into that stereotype. Yeah, no, I think it's 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 all about balance. I I really do think that with with almost everything, including uh-huh. including vices. Yeah, I'm uh, a little bit lazy about work, but that's more about my disdain for my actual job. Than, <laughs> like if I actually liked my job, I would be willing to be there more hours of the day. 
Yeah, I hear you. It's but. I I thought when I switched, I thought when I switched jobs that I was switching into like you know the quote unquote dream job, and mm-hmm. I I'm slowly you know, realizing that I don't think that that exists unless you're self-employed. Right. Uh. So the uh, we have a little bit of time left here, and you had mentioned about the just kind of that you have this interest in sort of like some local urban le- urban legend type stuff and. Uh, things specific to your area now do you have ones that are more specific to chicago or more specific to where you grew up at uh they're definitely more like where i grew up at because that's when um that's when that's that's when that whole thing started so i don't know if you remember those old um kids books uh scary scary stories to tell in the dark i don't know if you know those or not i don't they're the ones that have that. they're the ones that have those like really messed up like uh, illustrations. Okay. But uh, it, it all came from that and um, renting that out from the the school library and then reading those and then being like, hey, wait, like are there are there stories like this around here? Like is there? And then uh, that kind of that kind of started the fascination. I, I think that I've always been interested in kind of the the uh, mystery supernatural um I- i'm not one to say if it exists or not i kind of ride that line and i kind of think most of these like ghosty shows that are on tv are kind of bullshit but um, sure yeah. <laughs> um i i find it very interesting that in all of the all of the decades that we've made improvements in every single thing that we've never been able to get you know real footage of the supernatural uh, it leads me down a a skeptic route but i still find kind of the uh, local legends and that kind of stuff really interesting uh so what um what would you say maybe are like a couple that you find the most interesting yeah uh, or, or unique about that yeah, so I grew up in um, Traverse City, Michigan, uh, which at the time was a little more rural. It's kind of built up now to be like a destination spot for tourists. But um, back in the day, there was a, that's where the state hospital was. So um, okay. like built in the 1880s. And uh, in the 80s, uh, deinstitutionalization happened and they closed it. Mm-hmm. And so they just let everybody out. They let all of the crazy people just out like because there was... In the 80s, it was kind of the end of that heyday of like the electroshock therapy, uh, you know, padded room type mentality. I think of like um, American Horror Story, the asylum season. (laughs) Uh, It was like it was literally that like that's what it was. And they had just hung on until the 80s and then they finally let everybody out. And so we went through about in the 80s where Traverse City really became like a scary place because there was just literally crazy people were all walking around the streets, you know, mentally, mentally insane people. Mm-hmm. Um, but the actual buildings themselves are said to be pretty haunted. Like, uh, they were abandoned for a long time and there, that comes with a story later, but, um, okay. they were abandoned and people would say that they would see lights come on on their own. They would, um, you know, hear, hear voices that, you know, all the classic tropes of places that's haunted, but, one really interesting one is there is a, a an area there where it, it's called the hippie tree. Okay. And it's said that at, at beneath the hippie tree is a portal to hell. That's like the big legend. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I was when I was in high school, we we knew that on major holidays that security would not be at the at the state hospital because. It's kind of like, you know, the day that they get off because they do like regular patrols there to make sure like kids aren't breaking in and vandalizing and whatnot. 
because it's also on like the actual hospital's grounds too. It's like it's like a series. Yeah, yeah. It's like a series of a bunch of buildings, but there's also like a modern hospital on the same campus, so they have like security okay. going. And uh, we snuck in there one time, and it was pretty creepy AF. Like it it was all just decayed, and there was still beds in there, and it was pretty creepy and. Uh, we didn't have the courage to, but because of the way that we had Michigan winters, all of the buildings are connected by uh, tunnels. Okay. Because they would have to wheel like the patients back and forth and not be outside because of like the harsh winters up there. And uh, okay. it's said that for a number of years, all the uh, you know the quote unquote hauntings were probably just homeless people living in those tunnels. <laughs> okay. So yeah, that that's kind of the Traverse City State Hospital story, which I I kind of find fascinating that they just like let all these people out and closed down the closed it down. But you know, I know right? they obviously were not doing the right thing in there. It was a lot of like I said, I know water torture uh electroshock therapy kind of those extreme things that we thought used to work you know like lobotomies and whatnot sure yeah but they there's like a um a former mental hospital here too that's supposedly haunted i don't know all the stories about it but i know that it's not open anymore it's supposedly uh one of the haunted sites locally yeah and then the other one that i had was called uh so up in northern Michigan, we it was in the late 80s that this they started playing this song over our local airwaves called The Dog Man. And uh, if you look it up, it's it's you can find it on YouTube and everything. It's it's out there. Just it's the legend of the Dog Man of northern Michigan. And um, okay. it recounts all these tales of like every every 10 years on the seventh year, there is a sighting of the Dog Man, which is basically a werewolf. But it's, you know, a dog that can stand on its hind legs and walk around right. and peek inside people's windows. And, you know, all the stories go back to, like, ancient logging days and everything. And it's really funny sure. because uh, so the guy who released this song, he would update it every 10 years so that it was relevant for the sevens. Mm -hmm. And um, it eventually came out that he made it all up. Like, he made it up as an April Fool's joke for the radio oh. station. But the funny thing is, is that... Uh, everyone, as soon as they heard the song, everyone started, like, he got, like, a hundred people calling in saying, like, oh, yeah, I've seen something like that. So now it's, it's kind of like a northern Michigan legend that, you know, is the dog man real or was it all a big hoax or is it somewhere in between? You know, there's a lot of animals up in that, in those woods, so it could be right. just people seeing animals. But it always kind of haunted me a little bit. I was always... So, because we lived out in the middle of the woods, and sure, yeah. uh, I was always terrified to look out my window at night to see like, <laughs> the dog man, you know, standing at my window or something. Sure, but, like it would be right there. And yeah. You're like, Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's pretty cool. The the song, it, it's pretty creepy. Um, there's even one where they talk about Buckley, Michigan, which is basically the the town that was over from me. Okay. Um, and then, uh, so yeah, there's that. I, I forgot to say the uh, the now the Traverse City State Hospital. You'll never guess what they did to it. Uh, I'm not sure. They turned it into a mall and condos. Oh, nice. So I can only imagine <laughs> that those those condos have to be haunted as as fuck. <laughs> yeah, it, that's probably... And it's weird. Probably definitely some people not sleeping good at night. It's got like... Uh, in, in the basement level is kind of where all the shopping and restaurants are. So it's, it's really strange because you're like surrounded by like painted brick and like they they obviously updated it like by like painting it and they you know there's stores and stuff when in where the cells used to be but it's just such a strange concept to me that they would want to even 
do that. You know what I mean? Right, right. But yeah, there's a there's a bunch of stuff here, and uh, I'm not as well versed in this kind of stuff, but I don't know about any animal ones. That that one's cool. I like uh, creature animal type stuff, like Bigfoot and yeah. shit like that. Is is just awesome to me. But I think that there was some recent stuff where people were saying that they saw a Bigfoot, but then there was also super recently there was actually a bear sighting and then they actually had to shoot a bear that got hit by a car or something i don't know i don't follow the news very closely yeah well just to give you some about that give you some context one of my um one of my uh stepdad's nieces was actually attacked by a brown bear and she's she's fine Mm -hmm. she's fine now but she was pretty beat up from it and uh so it's 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 real (laughs) oh yeah yeah well there's um there's definitely bears not far from here, like the nearest, uh, the nearest uh, mountain range and stuff, like near the Adirondacks and shit. There's bears, and so they're definitely in New York State. They just, you know, start spreading a little further out. So yeah, we had a couple summers. We had a couple summers ago where we had some city coyotes. <laughs> yeah, I think that we heard coyotes here too. Actually, I mean, they're basically everywhere. That's another thing from listening to Joe Rogan. He's he's fascinated with animals and shit, and he. I was saying that there's basically coyotes in several parts of like every state across the U.S. Yeah, so they had some coyote expert on his show, <laughs> and I'm like, Tim, how did job being a coyote? Expert? I know, right? How where, how does that pay job? the bills? <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking like I want to be a vet tech or something just so I can deal with animals instead of people. Yeah, I, I, I hear you. But I don't know how you become like a coyote expert. That's crazy. Maybe you have to like go live with the coyotes for a while, like do some right. dances with wolves type shit. Like well, that's like when I see when I see these people that um, are like um, like on Shark Week or something. That that's sure, that's, yeah. that's their job. I'm like, how did right. you like the get this sharks. job? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna guess you have to do really good in school, which wasn't my thing. Yeah, or like prove through research that you can get grant money. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, the one that I know always comes up here, and apparently was actually on TV. In 2010, it was on Ghost Hunters, which I, I don't watch any of those shows. I actually don't really believe in ghosts, but I I don't discredit people that do believe in them. I just don't sure. personally. Yeah. So I'm not a dick about it, I guess yeah. I could say. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this, there's the Central Terminal. It was an old train station that it closed in 1979. And I don't know that of any specific stories of like so-and-so died here or whatever. Like a lot of times it's just like a haunted place, I guess. Yeah. There's just so much, so much history there. Yeah. Yeah. Not necessarily the person died from a a horrific accident or something, but I guess ghost hunters was there and they did a whole thing. And now it's cool where it's partially opened. It's kind of like this rundown building where they have parts of it open that they do these tours and stuff, but they also have, they have this uh, annual horror convention thing there. Oh, fun. It's coming up in a couple of weeks. So. Yeah, and they have uh, actually have cool people this year. It's uh, Kane Hodder and Tom Atkins. Oh, and, wow. And uh, the guy that played Art the Clown in Terrifier. Oh, cool. That's really so, cool. Yeah, and I don't know if it's going to happen yet or not, but I'll, I'll say on the podcast that I... Because we interviewed him, too, and I, I hit him up and was like, hey, remember me from interviewing you? And he's like, yeah. So at least he pretended like he did. <laughs> and oh, okay. uh, I, offered to, I offered to take him out to find somewhere good to get chicken wings locally because that's like our thing. And so he said that he would be down for it. So we'll see what happens. Fun. Cool. Yeah. I might get to have dinner with a... A terrifying pretend, clown. <laughs> pretend murderer. Yeah. Be like, so you want to go kill some people now? Right. Or like, uh, <laughs> what's, the, what's the plan after these wings? <laughs> yeah. I mean, what are we doing here? 
Do you do you got the bag of weapons? Do you got the makeup? What are we doing? <laughs> no, we're not doing that. Fuck. All right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's a cool. There's the central terminal. There's the um, the uh, mental men, insane asylum. I don't know what the the right term for that is. Yeah, the one locally here that was closed down. And I know I think it stemmed more around an actual event, but I'm not gonna look it up and read through a whole bunch of shit on my phone right now. But <laughs> uh, there's there's like this this island here. It's called Grand Island. I don't know. It's kind of a kind of a bold name. It's not that grand of an island, but whatever. They named it. I didn't. <laughs> it's a uh, an actual island between like where I am and it's basically like between Buffalo and Niagara Falls. There's this island and there's like a, a bridge that goes across. It's not like a super big river, but it's pretty big crossing across the Niagara River. And uh, right across from where I am, I can see this Holiday Inn hotel that whatever the hotel used to be there is supposed to be like one of the big haunted places here, like one of the most haunted areas and i think that that actually stems from some kind of incident at the hotel but you know how hotels are some some shady shit goes down there right <laughs> yeah, so exactly i'm sure something went wrong it was a no tell motel right <laughs> pay by the hour right but yeah now it's this holiday inn that's uh i can see it right across the water from the city where i live i live really close to the niagara river that like, oh, nice. lets off into the niagara falls cool so yeah so that's kind of cool but um yeah, no, this uh, this uh, was kind of a cool thing just to kind of mess around with. Would you ever want to do a a, a podcast about that, or maybe just like a, an episode about it or something? Yeah, on your pro- show? probably like an episode. I I think that some of these things have been talked to death, and uh, right. they're not as interesting anymore. But if you can pull some like local stuff, I think that 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 can be kind of fun. Yeah, right. Yeah, like a, if um just repeating the same stuff that other shows have already done it's not so much of a interesting thing i guess yeah you're not gonna you're not gonna really catch me talking about the lock this monster anytime soon (laughs) (laughs) no but that is a cool one though i do like some lock Ness monster yeah uh which according to south park you have to give it three dollars and fifty cents to get rid of it (laughs) so i don't know i don't know if you watch yeah but we do, yeah. It's just like it's one of those things that uh, it's very top of mind, and then as soon as the episode's over, it's like it goes away. Yeah. <laughs> because it, 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 you know, they do. They're doing a better job, I think, now um, having like a consistent through line through the whole series, through the whole like uh, season. Like okay. I think the mem- the member berries were pretty hilarious. <laughs> yeah. The, the only thing for me is I feel like it makes each individual episode less funny when they yeah. don't have the whole story arc that's all self-contained in one little episode it makes them less funny but overall the story is better and more engaging when they do the continuity thing but i had heard I don't, that they I were going to go away from the continuity but i don't know i don't know see. how they have like kept it how they've kept it fresh all these years but I know. they just continue to do so <laughs> i know i was just talking to my son about how because he's like he's been watching stuff that's way above his age level in horror movies because of me but I've been showing it to him and then kind of being there to be like, okay, so, you know, this isn't real. And like, you understand why this horrible stuff is happening and like, you know what I mean? So, yeah, but we were talking about South Park because he's starting to watch some of that with me and just like how long it's been on and how it got started and, and how they continue to evolve the show and there's so many people involved in it and stuff now so yeah it's crazy i i think we've i think i've pretty much watched the whole thing i've probably yeah, missed i've probably missed a few here and there but mm-hmm. i've pretty much watched the whole thing mm-hmm. that would be my i think it's 
one of my dream side podcasts would be to do like a, a South Park podcast where you go through one episode at a time. <laughs> or like maybe do oh, like God. maybe do like two shows per episode or something. You know what I mean? Like you'd have to because there's so fucking many of them, it would take you forever. But hey, that's that's the a dream though, right? Is the right. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome because I'm like such a huge fan of it. But uh, yes, apparently. It's- you... It's weird to go back now. Like if you go back to some of the oh, earlier seasons, it's it's just like strange before they like yeah. got into their their normal like animation. <laughs> I know. Well, and even sometimes the writing is simpler, but it's in a way more enjoyable. But it there might be a little bit of nostalgia glasses too. But yeah, of course. Where it's like, oh, I just I liked it when it was simpler and it was just Kenny died every episode and whatever. And... <laughs> They kept redoing the same shit, but having uh, the having a uh, Barbara Streisand or the chicken fucker come on every every other episode. <laughs> yeah, well, we were talking about the evolution of Mr. Garrison, how he's one of the most oh, yeah. evolved characters throughout the years of the show, where he's gone through all these different iterations of where he's straight and then he's gay, but then he's a gay person that hates gay people, so then he has a sex change so that he doesn't have to be gay, and then he he's gone through a lot of. Uh, Let's emotional forget, roller coasters let's not forget when he was uh david hasselhoff for an episode as well <laughs> yeah <laughs> just because he got a nose job and then he looks like yeah. david hasselhoff <laughs> they, they do a, they do a funny uh i don't know if you i don't know how much of a gamer you are but they in the video game you can pay to get a, a nose job and one oh, of the no. options is that you can look like david hasselhoff <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> for the rest of the game <laughs> yeah i'm not much and there's always stuff that comes out that i'm like man i would love to play that but i just then i'd have to like learn how to play video games yeah (laughs) i'm i'm very i'm very choosy like Mm -hmm. i i don't have i don't have time to like be a a quote-unquote gamer right but every once in a while like uh i was a real big fan of all those um you know resident evil games and right some of the tomb raider stuff and that kind of stuff but it's at this point in my life where uh you know, you have loved ones and you have a uh, job and, you know, priorities and bills to yeah, pay and yeah. stuff. It, it, it gets put further and further down the ladder. <laughs> yeah, I, my son spends more time watching people play games than he does playing games, I feel like. That's like a whole new fad. I know, but he, I think he plays more at his mom's house, but not, still not as much as that he likes watching people play games for some reason he got out of it for a while and then he's like back into it again i don't fucking understand <laughs> it it makes no sense to me i'm like why don't you just fucking play the game well i don't have this game well where do we get the game at like if i get it will you stop watching other fucking people play it <laughs> probably not like okay, and well, people are making fucking... money off of that i know i'm like well i guess just keep watching it on youtube then it's cheaper for me i also gotta just pay for the damn internet right <laughs> <laughs> if you don't want me to buy the damn 60 dollar game or you know a new version of xbox or whatever or, but yeah That's it's, it's fine with me it's crazy to me i don't understand that and i don't i don't really give them shit about like i'll harass them a little bit but i'm not gonna be like no you're stupid for doing that or yeah of course it's like whatever he wants to do as long as he's doing other stuff and not just doing that all day and and uh leading an unhealthy lifestyle yeah <laughs> so, at least he's also playing football right yeah there's a balance right he gets to watch people play games and then get smashed in the face by people bigger than him. <laughs> and so, I actually wanted him to take MMA classes, but he chose football over MMA. Is that offered? Uh, yeah, there's a place here that there's like an actual MMA gym. I don't know what the hell the name of it is here, but that they specialize in doing it and they do youth MMA classes. So I was like, oh, that'd be awesome because he could learn 
the the grappling stuff and he could learn how to do striking without actually sparring with people because that's like the thing yeah. that you, you want him to learn how to do stuff but not to be getting beat up by people all the time so. yeah <laughs> oh god but I offered it to him he was like no I want to play football so but he doesn't know anyone that takes MMA classes so. yeah so he wanted to go play football with his friends <laughs> I'm like but you could be the kid at school that could fuck up anybody else <laughs> I'm like no one would know that you were this badass that you could fuck up everybody in the school <laughs> the secret the secret ninja yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like no <laughs> I guess we have different priorities. Yeah. <laughs> he wants to hang out with his friends. I want to kill people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't actually want to kill people, just some. You know, I think we know what you mean. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want to know that I can do it. I want it to be an option for myself. <laughs> yeah, I, I always found, I don't know if you if you ever like took martial arts or anything, but I was always kind of fascinated by it, but never had the opportunity to really take it or anything. Yeah, I think that uh, the way I explain it to people is that when I was in those formative years of being able to do things like band or um, even like uh, martial arts or anything mm -hmm. like that, we were just too poor. Like we, sure, we yeah, couldn't, we couldn't afford too. it. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, how much is karate lessons a month? Yeah, exactly. Hey, well, do you mind not eating? <laughs> uh, do I have to choose? Yeah. My dad's like, well, you could play soccer at school and I have weights in the basement that you can lift. Well, okay, I'll do that, I guess. Right. <laughs> yeah, that was very much the same. It was like, uh, no, because I have to work and I can't take you back and forth to these things and we don't have enough money to do it. Yeah. So, you know, why don't you just go play out in the woods? <laughs> yeah, right. Here's a lighter and a knife. Yeah. <laughs> Create your own um, your own uh, martial arts land. There was a lot of there was a lot of fort building in my childhood. <laughs> yeah, there you go. At least you uh, could could use your imagination to yeah, enjoy exactly. that. Uh, no, this has been awesome. I, I'm glad that we finally got to talk, and we yeah. will, we'll definitely have to talk more often about other things, and, and uh, I'm sure we'll stay in touch with each other anyways, just about what's going on. Yeah, for sure. I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to sit down with me and sure. uh, just have a conversation, and I appreciate you inviting me on. Right, and uh, I, I'm definitely a fan of the show, and I like that... Um, that you know we kind of found each other through that of just being part of the same group of people yeah like happy accidents <laughs> yeah well and it's it's nice for me because i don't really have a lot of people i interact with in in real life and i'm not like a super publicy person so i don't just like even on social media i don't post a, a ton of stuff all the time and yeah so i'm and, the same way i i think that uh i'm probably uh an introvert at heart Mm -hmm. that really that tries really hard to be an extrovert <laughs> yeah yeah that sounds pretty accurate we are of the same cloth cut yeah. of the same cloth i think they say right right i don't think the kids say that though uh probably not yeah They're like what are you talking about but uh no this has been awesome and we'll definitely stay in touch and then we'll get you guys on to talk about some horror movies on our show as soon as we have an opportunity i know we kind of uh, kicked around a few ideas already so it's yeah, already it like it's, it's in the works Sounds like a good time to me. Cool. And I will put all the information up front, but uh, if you want to one last time, just give a plug for your show and I'll plug my crap when you're not on the phone with me. Yeah. So yeah, if you're into uh, horror in real life and horror in media and you want to hear uh, two somewhat funny gay guys <laughs> talk about those things, <laughs> uh, 
go and uh, give Friday the 13th a listen. Uh, you know, I will say we, in, in the beginning, I think our conversation has always been great. Our sound has only gotten better. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you're a stickler for sound, I would say skip to episode six. If you are in it for the content, <laughs> start from the beginning. <laughs> sure. Well, and I can say that even though you guys did have uh, a, a lower sound quality, the fact that you guys were together and that the sound was was fairly equal to both people and the conversation was good. So it's one of those things where when it's a new show and you are getting started out and you just kind of have to do what you have to do to make it work, you know? Yeah, we're finding so. our feet and we're, and we're only getting better. So Absolutely. So, yeah, that's cool. We will definitely keep up with you there. And if you ever get that... Uh, that other movie podcast or the uh, <laughs> or the other one going, we'll make sure we plug that one for you too. The Urban Legends podcast. Yeah, right. Sounds cool. <laughs> Except it'll just be that you breaking down the movie Urban Legends one minute at a time. Yeah, all all three of them. <laughs> yes, minute by minute. Yes. In fifteen minute podcast segments. Yes. <laughs> that sounds like torture. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like thinking about it. Like, no, probably not. Like, well, this fifteen minutes of the movie was fucking terrible, and nothing happened. <laughs> Uh, this guy got mad and he gave a long stare and uh, <laughs> but uh, cool yeah I appreciate it we will definitely get something going again soon cool and we'll see everyone next time thanks for listening and have a good night or day If you